My name is Jacqueline Rubella with the United States Distance Learning Association, and I am here with USDLA board member and CEO of OAIDA International, Eric Jones. Eric, thank you for being with me today as we talk about Black History Month and OAIDA International. As part of Black History Month, you are offering two educational virtual tours several times in February. Cape Coast Slave Dungeon in Ghana and Eye Opener, which is uh, focusing on facts uh, about Africa. But before we talk about the tours, can you give a brief overview of OEIDA International and the importance of global education? Well, first, Jackie, thank you for having me and um, giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about OEIDA and what we are doing for Black History Month. Um, OEIDA International is a nonprofit organization uh, whose primary goal is to empower students to become 21st century global citizens. Uh, the way we do that is we connect students globally um, with their international peers via video conference, giving them the opportunity to uh, increase their cultural awareness, uh, to increase their education, and all hopefully uh, to establish uh, global relationships that last uh, throughout their lifetime. We want to prepare students to um, not just for higher education, but also as they enter the global workforce to understand the importance of appreciating um, others' cultures, um, increasing their own awareness of their own identity. And this way they can make a better impact and basically be able to communicate better uh, with their peers um, across the globe. So um, how does the collaboration work? You're in in New Jersey and you have another headquarters in Ghana. Are the Correct. teachers teaching the students um, in the US to Ghana and other countries and then vice versa through distance learning technology? Uh, so what we do is we basically work with um, different educational as well as other organizations to establish a kind of set curriculum depending on what some sessions are depending on what the teacher is currently teaching whether in any school, whether it be the US, or Europe, Asia, whatever they're teaching, uh, we incorporate that into the information that we want to share. So we're giving an international picture. To give an example, um, just take Black History Month because that's what we're in right now. Um, a lot of uh, US schools in the US uh, talk about Black History Month and they stay within the realm of African American history. So a lot of teachers are excited about our program is that we give them the African piece um, to combine with the African-American. Uh, we do have certain sessions that we have our director who is Ghanaian, he's in Ghana at our center, which you mentioned in Ghana. And basically from educators and professionals, they put together a, um, a video conference session um, for the students so they can learn different information and we also collaborate with the teachers themselves, as I mentioned, to combine the information so that we can roll out a program that's custom fit for uh, the educational institution. So how many countries are you serving? Um, so currently we've done programs in 32 countries and we've done all 50 states in the U.S. All 50 states. Wow, 50. That's, yes. that's incredible. Is uh, The ages range from uh, what age to what age? Uh, we range from, from K all the way up to um, university level students. Um, primarily, uh, I would say um, the majority uh, would range from middle age, uh, excuse me, middle school to um, high school. 
Mm-hmm. So the, the there's significant importance for global education, and that that's kind of a, a central piece of what's important to the organization. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So onto the tours now, which is really sure. exciting. Um, can you give some highlights of the Slave Dungeon and Eye Opener tours? Sure. Uh, so overall, there's an undeniable beauty and magnificence of Africa in its whole, ranging from um, the magnificent cities, the beaches, um, the culture, the people, uh, the you know magnificent animals. And what happens is um, people now, when we say eye opener, that's pretty much the crux of that particular session. It's basically opening people's eyes um, to the beauty of Africa, because a lot of times that's not seen in um, in you know modern day media, or it wasn't taught necessarily in schools. So basically, we want to dispel. We give we give the students an opportunity to uh, witness for themselves the beauty of Africa. Uh, we dispel a lot of myths and misconceptions um, about the country. Excuse me, about the continent, and basically they get a chance to see for themselves what's really there, um, past and present. Um, and that's the eye-opener, um, in a sense, what we call it, the eye-opener. Um, the tour of the Slave Dungeon is basically given a historical account and experience of what the enslaved Africans experienced um, as they were going through their life and were enslaved, and then where they were taken and held before leaving um, the continent, um, for many of them never to see uh, their homeland again. I um I saw the slave dungeon tour when you did the webinar for USDLA recently and it really left me speechless. Um mm-hmm. but I, I like what you're talking about, myth versus you know fact. When I was in school and we had textbooks, there was very limited information um, that we had about other countries, continents. And so moving forward with the distance learning technology that you're able to do, for instance, these tours is a completely feel like a 360. Um, it's so much information that students and, and adults just didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And um, so I commend you for taking the time to, to make this available uh, for, for everyone to see. The, uh, the tour guides did an excellent job in explaining you know, what took place. And again, I'm really grateful for the distance learning technology. Um, it's it's, um, it's life-changing. Um, Absolutely. Something like this. Absolutely. It takes the, um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just want to say it, it takes the learning from beyond the four walls and gives people the experience, as you mentioned, to learn at an earlier age, to experience things to your point. Um, I didn't travel the world until I got, you know, college and beyond. But now being able to experience this and share this with uh, students, young adults, um, preschoolers even, um, giving them an opportunity to see the world from um, an accurate um, viewpoint is very important. So give me an example of a myth versus fact with the eye-opener tour. Sure. Uh, one, uh, let's start with um, we hear, uh, well, I hear, what we like to do is open up the tour with people being totally honest. Students, tell me what you think of when someone's in Africa or Ghana specifically. And they'll say things, uh, well, one, 
um, that they live in mud huts. Mm -hmm. And that's the myth. Uh, the fact is that they have large industrial cities. <laughs> they have booming industry. Um, true, they do have mud huts, but those are more temporary structures where um, a person is uh, transitioning from one location to another. If he's using it as a place where he's doing fishing or hunting, then that's a temporary place of residence. But they do have modern cities, beautiful modern cities in South Africa. I mean, all over, I'm just naming a couple that they have gotten in South Africa where they show the video. Um, others is that wild animals are just roaming around and you know lions and other things of that nature. And they let them know that, um, yes, there are um, safaris that you can go on in Africa. But other than that, they have wildlife preserves and zoos where you can witness those, but they're not walking the streets um, as if it's um, you know, a, a normality. Um, the wealth of Africa, um, people always have this picture of what we used to call the Sally Struthers picture. Growing up, you used to see Sally Struthers as she was advertising for to help a child in Africa, you know, pennies a day can help save a life. So the country is very painted, uh, very poor. Um, and we all know there's poverty everywhere in the world, but that was the overall view that people had of the entire continent of Africa. Whereas um, we informed them of the uh, resources of Africa, that the majority of the global, uh, the global economy gets their resources from Africa, whether it's gold from, from um, you know, South Africa and diamonds, whether it's um, the oil from the different countries, um, the very uh, metal that's used to power our cell phones and laptops that, uh, that comes from different countries in Africa, uh, rubber for the tires, you know, and it goes on and on. Um, the major resources in Ghana in particular is um, gold, timber, and, um, and cocoa. So they really get an understanding that um, Africa really fuels um, the entire globe. What about a fact and myth regarding the slave dungeon? Fact and myth regarding the slave dungeons. Okay, um, one that uh, these, let's see, a myth. Well, a myth would be that um, when they were taken, because people don't realize that there is a certain slavery that is that happened in Africa, but it was more of what they call an indentured servant. Whereas there were wars and people were taken in as indigenous servants, but there was the brutality that um, enslaved Africans experienced in the Americas. Mm -hmm. It was um, basically, if you were taken in as an indigenous servant, you still were treated as part of the family. It was just a wartime capture. You can, um, eventually when your time was up, you could um, basically purchase land, you could marry, um, you, you know, you held your own home and family, um, and you, were, you weren't treated like that. Um, what happened is when Europeans came in and they started trading, um, the slave judges actually weren't housed originally for people. Um, they were trading different um, commodities. And in the tour, you'll see, hence, it wasn't made for human population. The, 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 the cages, or that cages, the dungeons themselves had no airflow, uh, very little airflow because it wasn't for a human. Um, they had no waste removal system, drainage at all. Um, so that's what makes it so horrific. Um, and um, I think understanding that is one of the biggest myths and misconceptions about that when they say Africans were a part of the slave trade, 
in a sense, yes, but not because they understood it to be as we understand it. So now into the second week of, of offering the tours, and again, they're offered through the whole month of, of February, people can sign up for them. So far, what feedback have you received, especially you know, from students and teachers? Uh, sure, uh, so basically from uh, teachers are amazed at the amount of information that they didn't realize themselves as an educator. Um, you know, regarding um, the whole entire continent. Um, students are, there's a sense of pride in the students. Um, uh, they remark about how proud, a sense of pride that they have coming from such a strong ancestry. Um, a lot of times they've mentioned that growing up, they didn't have a sense of pride about Africa or being African because it wasn't taught. Many times when students grow up and people ask where they're from, the most African-Americans really traced back their heritage would be down South, some Southern, you know, some Southern state. Whereas now, you know, you, they'll hear their peers missing, I'm from Italy and they're very proud of France or wherever it is, they have a pride of where they're from. And because it wasn't taught, there was nothing positive that was taught about Africa. There was no sense of pride to raise your hand and say you're from there. So they're remarking about how much pride they now feel the strength of their ancestors and how good they feel about themselves where they are now that they survived, you know, such hardship and tragedy to bring us to where we are now, where we've, you know, four years ago, we've had, you know, we had uh, the first African-American president. Now we have the first female black, um, first female African-American vice president. That sense of pride that they know where we came from to where we are now. And that we didn't come from um, slaves. You know, a lot of times they mentioned the slaves were taken captive. The slaves came over from Africa. Well, they were Africans, they weren't slaves. They were, you know, they had jobs and homes. They were professors, they were teachers. They were, um, you know, uh, educators, you know, they, physicians, you know, they have prominent positions in society. They were taken because of their strength, taken because of their intellect and the things that um, the different um, captives saw in their continent wanted them. So they, there's even a reason why they were taken. It wasn't like they came over as just um, garbage, so to speak, as it's been portrayed. Well, Eric, thank you so much for sharing um, this really wealth of information. And I'm curious to know what is next for you and OEIDA? Uh, well, prior to the pandemic, we actually just finished uh, um, a trial uh, in the UAE um, with uh, four different schools um, to begin implementing our uh, program with their school system. And I'm very happy to say that thanks to our partnership with the Ministry of Education um, in the UAE that we will be kicking off uh, sessions with their school system um, starting I believe in this spring, their spring semester. And um, now, obviously, with remote learning being the norm, um, you know, we're broadening day by day with different school systems wanting to participate in this distance learning. Um, before there was a time when video conference was very um, uh, not the norm and people had to get adjusted to it and it had a cost associated with it. But now um, being much more economical with the different platforms that are available, you know, the sky's the limit for OEADA in 2021 and beyond. So we're looking forward to it. That's wonderful. We look forward to uh, 
seeing um, what, what's coming up and, and keeping track of all the great stuff that you're doing. So thank you again, Eric, for sharing uh, with us today. And if uh, folks out there want to learn more information about OEIDA, you'll simply go to oiadaintl.org. Um, also, if, in, if you all are interested in knowing more about USDLA, we have a weekly Friday webinar series and Eric was uh, a featured presenter at one of our uh, recent webinars about the Slave Dungeon. For more information on our webinars and USDLA, please visit usdla.org. Mm -hmm.